I'm Felicia. And I'm Ian. And we are the Paranormal Lovers. Hello, Paranormal Dudes, Dudettes, and Dudays. Welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Lovers. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Tell you what. This computer, we're going to fight. <laughs> we're going to have to find a different thing that's not messing up. Yeah, StreamYard's being being dumb with us. Yeah, it's like messing up my computer, and I don't like that. So Every time we try it, it cuts the mics to the computer off for some reason. Yeah, which makes so, absolutely no sense. Like, that's what we need, yeah. um, StreamYard. Yeah. That's, the whole point of doing a podcast is the microphones. The microphones. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. What did you love about this week, babe? Uh, I love that uh, our little story about our ghost yesterday. Oh, shit. We, yeah. went to, uh, we went to a first year birthday party of one of our friend's kids. Yeah. And um, it was at the old school next to... Um, the, the Balsam, Balsam Mountain, Mountain Inn, Inn, which you did a episode on. Yep, one of our earlier episodes were on it, and we were sitting there, you know, having a good time, having a birthday party for this this little kid, and they blew up a bunch of balloons for uh for the party and started chucking them on, you know, this little stage area that mm-hmm. they have, and this whole place has hardwood floors, so you know they didn't think nothing of it, just. Chucking balloons, chucking balloons. And then they started popping. So I was sitting there playing keepy uppy with my kid Patty. And uh, all of a sudden, bang, the balloon pops. I'm like, all right, well, that, that was weird. And so we kept playing. And all of a sudden, bang, another one popped. And bang, another one and another one. Literally, like, the whole time. We were there for about an hour and a half to two hours. And just, y'all like that train train in the background? Train! Um, Train! I bet that's what she's, Patty's down at Grandma's. I bet she's running over to the window going, train! Yep. Um, She always does. But, like, it was just constant throughout the whole party. Every 20 minutes or so, it would pop. So, when the second one popped, I walked over and I'm like, there's got to be something on the floor right there because it popped in the same spot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. So, I walk over expecting to see like a nail or like a tack or something down there. Nothing. Nothing. Not even like a split in the wood right there. We are thinking mundanely that it's possible that the person that blew up the balloons just overfilled them. And they were cheap. And they, yeah, maybe. But, because they were real big, and, like, Ian even had one in his hands when we were sitting outside, and he was just, like, tapping it, and it popped. Yeah. So, but it was really weird, because if anybody remembers from that episode, Sheriff Green was shot in that school. Yeah. And it was literally the first four balloons that popped were green. Yeah. So, we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, when she, when Felicia told me all, most of, well, yeah, most of the balloons were green, it clicked in my head, and I was like, Sheriff Green! Yep. Yep. For <laughs> sure. It was strange. It, it was, was very weird. weird. But it was a good party. I was happy to see that little baby turn one. So, I love that. What did, what did you love about this week, baby? Uh, 
Uh, that's still your thing? No. Like, it's it's been a hell of a week in my head, so. Yeah. Um, I do love the fact that I have tomorrow off for my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. So, I'm like, I get a day to myself with no kid, no husband mm-hmm. for at least eight hours, and I can just chill the fuck out. You like that game? What game? The game I bought you. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Anybody that listens to Morbid, Morbid came out with a board game called Lunar Dial. And it's about like phases of the moon and stuff. We haven't played it yet because we really haven't had time, but I'm very excited to learn to play that. Sure. I just have to not keep all the moonstones to myself. Right. This comes with like a bag of like 13 moonstones or something, and I want to keep them. Yeah. Can't do that. All right. So I told you that I really hope, I think you're going to like this episode this week. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking for something in North Carolina. I was looking for some haunting, and I came across this thing called the Pac- Pactolus Light. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, your very first episode, you did the Brown Mountain Lights. Sure. And there wasn't a lot on this one, but then I found more Yeah. ghost lights within the state of North Carolina. Sure. So today we're going to look at five different ghost lights within the state of North Carolina. Nice. Uh, like I said, the first... I want to say the book that I had when I was a kid had a story about ghost lights in North Carolina. Probably. Uh, the first one is the Pactolus Lights. In the early 1900s, a young man named Edwin Cox was a student at East Carolina Teachers Training School, which is now known as East Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina. One night, he decided to ride from Greenville to Pactolus train station to meet his girlfriend slash fiance when she came in. Some sources say she was already his fiance, while other sources say he was going to propose to her. Mm-hmm. So Edwin hopped on his horse and took off to meet the train. But this night, the train was running very late. Edwin ended up being all alone at the station in the dark. But he was not truly alone. There were three men who were walking down the tracks and spotted Edwin and his horse. It was a fine-looking horse, and they decided they would much rather ride to their destination than walk. So they hid in the bushes, and once Edwin got close to them, they jumped out and ambushed him. Horse thieves! They killed him and hid Mm. his body in the bushes off to the side of the tracks, but unfortunately for these dumbasses, they had spooked the horse and it took off back home. (laughs) Two days later, the horse made its way back home, and seeing that Edwin was not with it, his family became very concerned. Sure. They took off to the train station and searched all over, but they never found Edwin's body. Hmm. Legend states that a single light can be seen walking along the tracks. It is thought that the light is the spirit of Edwin letting his girl know that he showed up to meet her. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. Uh, I found a video on YouTube by Camo 4x4. Uh, there's a clip in it where he zooms in on the light. And to me, like, it almost looks like the shape of a square lantern. Mm-hmm. And there's not much in his video where it does move, but there is one clip that's about 30 seconds long where you can track it moving across the screen. Oh, that's spooky. And like, so it's not like a car because it's like staying there. You know sure. what I mean? It's not moving. It's not driving. It's only one light. It looks like a dull yellowish color, almost like a candle in a lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The tracks have been removed and the station demolished. There are signs stating that it is a private property and people have been ran off the property. But if you look on Opus, the online parcel information service, it shows that the land is still owned by the state. Hmm. If you dare go down there, Lore states that you drive down the road, park, flash your light three times, and wait to see if the light appears. I want to go. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one. So there's no train tracks there anymore? No. Huh. I don't think so. No. It's like overgrown and stuff now. Spooky. It is. I mean, spoopy. Spoopy. <laughs> All right. The next one. Thank you for that, because this one, shoo. Uh, it's called Ephraim's Light. Ephraim's Light. Yep. Hmm. The Woodruff House is a preserved plantation house outside of Seaboard in Northampton County in North Carolina. There is said to be a strange yellow glowing light that can be seen darting from room to room throughout the windows, or through the windows. Legend has it that the light is of an enslaved man named Ephraim. Ephraim killed his enslaver, Martin Woodruff, and fled the property. Unfortunately, he was hunted down by a posse and brought back to face a horrible fate. He was burned at the stake. Jesus. White people. Lore states that the light is Ephraim's spirit bound to the place of his brutal death. And that was about all I could find on that because, I swear to God, anytime I googled Ephraim's light, Mm -hmm. I got like this weird ass Christian organization <laughs> and I was like this is not what I'm looking for at all right like I don't want none of that so they they named a church that now yeah but it's like from the bible huh. so I don't know it was weird that is weird but sad um sure probably happened a lot you know I'm sure it did it it kind of like when i read that i kind of had to like take a minute because you know you hear a lot of people being lynched and hanged back then but to burn a man at the stake right that's got to be a horrible death it's got to be terrible like they didn't even do that in salem a lot of people think of witches and getting burned at the stake but in salem they hung everybody except for that one guy that was crushed to death right um okay next one joe baldwin and the mako lights mako Mako, M-A-C-O. Hmm. Joe Baldwin was a brakeman for the railroad. One night in 1867, while on a train nearing Mako, an area in Brunswick County, somehow the last car that Joe was on became attached from the rest of the train. Knowing another train... Oh, that's gotta suck. <laughs> knowing another train, yeah, was due to come through, Joe frantically waved a lantern off the back of the car. Unfortunately... The train conductor did not see his light before it was too late. Oh, no. While he hit the brakes, he was not able to avoid hitting the car that Joe was on. Legend states that Joe was decapitated and his head rolled away into the swamp. Holy crap. (laughs) The Wilmington Railroad Museum dates the first sighting. It happened in 1873. Many people have saw the light over the years, some even claiming to have been chased by it. It is said that around 1977, the light, the sighting stopped, but many people still claim to see the light. Well, I want to go see that one, too. Right? <laughs> this light caught the attention of President Grover Cleveland, hmm. who made a visit to the area. 
He questioned a signal man because he noticed they were using two lights on their train. And he was told that it was to be able to tell the difference between an actual train and the ghost light. Oh, okay. The tracks were torn up in 1977 and the path has been taken over by nature. Now, there are no articles about Joe Baldwin, but there was a crash in January of 1865 that killed train conductor Charles Baldwin. From what I could find, his locomotive had been detached from the rest of the train, and when he was headed back to pick it up, he hit it and flew from the locomotive, dying a few years later in the hospital, for, or a few days later in the hospital from his injuries. So Dang. people are thinking that the Joe Baldwin um, story is a mixture of Charles Baldwin and other train stories about people getting decapitated like the one i'm gonna tell you next right the va- vander lights the vander lights mm. now this train story has one of two possible victims the first is a train passenger who went to smoke or do something and when the train came to a sudden stop he fell off and was decapitated right the more common story that i found is of a railroad employee named either Archer or Arthur Matthews. He was at the station one night waiting for the train to come in when he heard a strange noise. He stepped out onto the platform with his lantern to see what it could be. When he lost his footing on the slippery platform and fell to the tracks, hitting his head and becoming unconscious. One source states that the conductor on the train coming in had slowed down as he approached the station but not seeing anyone on the platform, he sped back up. Unfortunately, he did not see the man on the tracks until the very last minute, and even though he hit his brakes, he ran him over. Dang. Trauma! Trains are so dangerous. Trains are dangerous because people don't... People, people Respect need them. to be careful. Yeah. yeah. And I get, like, this guy, he didn't... He didn't do it on purpose. The platform was slippery. He heard a noise. He went to check. He fell off, hit his head. But, yeah, people, like, this is why I'm anxious about going back to New York with Patty, because you know how crazy and wild she is. And when the first time we went, she was in a baby, so I had her ass in a stroller. Yeah. So she couldn't try and get close to the edge. Yeah. Like, if something happened to her, I'd have to snatch her ass up and then whoop her ass. Even though I don't actually do that anymore, I would. Right. Um, Some witnesses have reported seeing the light in a distance approaching them only to disappear once it is within arm's reach only to reappear behind them the author of nightskyii.org claims that one night when they were coming home from the grocery store he was crossing over the tracks and when they looked towards vander they saw multiple lights within the trees on either side of the tracks they stated that the lights ranged from orange White to orange, red, blue, and green. They said it looked like a huge swarm of bees that danced through the trees from the ground all the way up to the top of the trees. Oh, that's wild. It is wild. And they said they like went home and like tried because they had groceries. So they went home, took the groceries home and they tried to get their wife to come out and look at it, but she didn't want to. Right. So they went and sat out and watched it for like 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. I want to go see some ghost lights. Yep. Now, awesome. Have you ever heard of the Thomas Divide lights or the Cherokee lights? Uh, 
Maybe. This one I found real, real interesting. Um, West of Brown Mountain on the Blue Ridge Parkway near the reservation of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee Indians, there are the not-so-well-known Thomas Divide or Cherokee Lights. There are a few legends about what they could be, as these are not as well-known as the Brown Mountain Lights. Sure. But they are similar. Hmm. There are a few reports of people's experiences seeing them and videos, which I watched. Thank you very much. Nice. Were they pretty cool? That It was pretty cool. Um, I think... I think I was watching them that one day that you were like cooking dinner mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From Southern spirit I found an article by Lewis Powell, the fourth about a couple of experience they had seeing the lights. Uh, one was they had went up there with their parents and they saw a few lights that flickered on and off. Some would be dim and then brighten or be bright and dim. They claim to have seen one light divide into two lights and a light that changed from red to white. Hmm. And I actually, on one of the videos I watched, it did. Changed color? It changed color huh. from white to red and then back to white. That's some poltergeist shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And I'm not trying to say that like, uh, I'm not trying to be one of those people that's like, oh, well, it's Cherokee, so der, 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 der. But, like, right. it's spiritual land. It's I just, sacred land. You know what I mean? So, right. I'm sure there's some shit that went down up there, especially with colonizers. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just saying, as in, like, the look of the lights. Yeah. Like, I forget whether it was number one or number two, the spirit started coming out of something it was like a portal or something. Hmm. And when they would come out, they would look, you know, like a flashlight shining at a camera with like the, um, you know how they have the flares mm-hmm. on the top and the bottom okay, and the right and the you left. Need to stop, Cause that's kind of what it looked like. And then it like, but they would look almost like rainbow in color and like shine mm. either a red or like a green or in certain ways and then change but see i saw the poltergeist when i was like 10 and i have no desire to watch it again right any of the new ones so uh, you would <laughs> Caroline. Think, you would think i'd be different having a paranormal podcast but nope i don't really like scary movies so right she doesn't guys <laughs> i might watch one at 12 o'clock in the afternoon now me i will yeah. I'll get together with some of y'all and have a watch party of some spooky movies. Listen, if you want. having kids for some reason, or having that kid for some reason just like fucked up my whole brain. So yeah. I just, I can't. Um, I love them. Now on another one of their visits, they saw a light shoot up into the sky like a bottle rocket, mm. circle around, come back down towards the ground, and then repeat the process several times. See, I wonder what's up with that because the brown mountain light said the same thing. Right. It is very, very similar to the Brown Mountain Lights. Sure. It's just not as well known. Yeah. On yet another visit, they were sitting with a friend hoping to see something when they heard the call of barred owls down in the valley. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a response for some from some owls closer to the overlook they were at, and then the lights appeared. We had an owl all the time when we lived in Canton. Every night, it, like... About 12 o'clock, 12, 1 o'clock at night, and it'd go owl. off. I love that owl. I also love the red tail hawks that we had the, out there that had a baby every year. But It was cool hearing it every night. 
There was a response from some owls closer to the overlook, and then the light appeared. For about five minutes, the dim light got brighter and brighter and moved around. Legend has it that when you go up to the overlook, you want to park facing Thomas Ridge, no, Thomas Divide Ridge. You should honk your horn and flash your lights, and then wait. Hmm. Um, and then in the video that I watched, which will be linked in the show notes, you can see like there's this one main light that stays on a lot. Occasionally there's a second light that pops up like off to the side of it. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of like blink and then it goes out. But there's another light that looks like it's on an opposing ridge right? that comes on. And it's almost like it's they're signaling to each other. Sure. And they don't move. Like, in that video that I watched, they didn't move. Hmm. They were just there. Um, but you can see them get, like, they'll be bright, and then they'll go dim. They'll go bright, and then they'll go dim. And then that first one that showed up, there was this one clip where it got, like, it, like, came on, and it was kind of red, and then it got white, and then it got bright. Like, a, it, like it flared. Sure. And I was like, but why? Hmm. Now, one legend, one possible legend states that there was a Cherokee shaman who fled with his family and some of the tribe to get away from the colonizers. When he was found, he was murdered, dismembered, and his body parts were spread across the mountain. It is said that his spirit is searching for all of his parts to this day, Mm. which is real fucked up. Yeah, that's messed up. Burning people at the stake, chopping people into pieces, and spreading their body parts across mountains. What haven't our ancestors done? Right. Um, And then a couple other legends that I could find. One of them points to the possibility of it being the lanterns of the Cherokee little people. Which we have not covered yet, but we will. That's cool. Yeah. They're very interesting. Right. Um... Or, possibly, it being fireballs being thrown by Judicola. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why he's throwing fireballs at people, but he judged people, so... Right. Maybe he's like, you're an asshole. Here's a fireball. Get out of here. (laughs) So that was a few of the ghost lights of North Carolina. That's awesome. I know. I I figured you'd like that, especially that last one, because they're so similar to the Brown Mountain Lights. And so many of them, too. It is. There are a lot of them, which, like, I think, what, three out of, no, yeah, three out of the five were tied to trains. Trains. People getting hurt or dying in train, around train tracks. I mean, I could see that. Which, it happens a lot. Like, they tell, like, there's a reason they tell you not to walk on the train tracks. Yeah. Because it's dangerous. It is dangerous. And if you don't get to fuck out of the way, did, what was that one movie with the four little boys that went walking across the train track? Stand by me. Stand by me. If you have not seen that movie, that's a very good reason why you should yep. not be walking on train tracks. Okay. Yep. Admittedly, they were on a bridge, but still don't do it. Well, they were after a guy that got killed by, on the train tracks. They went to look at the dead body. Yep. Which like kids are weird. But I don't think Patty would be okay. I don't think Patty would do that. But then when they were going to look for him, they were walking across that bridge and the train came and they had to, all had to like jump off the bridge into the water. Yeah. I mean, it's it really is dangerous, especially if you're drunk or high. Sure. You could slip and fall and hit your head and then, yeah, you're going to get ran over by a train. I'm surprised I'm not dead. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Y'all, bro had issues back in the day. I like to walk tracks. <laughs> Just the thing. Drunk. That was a long time ago, though. It was a long time <laughs> ago. I mean, I did it as a kid. I took you by one place when we went back east last weekend. Mm-hmm. Where me and my brother and our friends, we used to like run on the train tracks and we'd climb up the side of this hill and sit at the top. I mean, in North Carolina, it's like the quickest way to get somewhere because the train just like cuts straight through the middle of stuff. I mean, so. honestly, it's the quickest way to get anywhere, really, period, if you don't have a vehicle, mm-hmm. if you don't have a means to get a car or fly on a plane, like, sure, you just take the train tracks because they crisscross all over the country and you can yeah. get anywhere following a train track. You can. Although I could see like I couldn't do it because when I got to a spot like that bridge in Stand By Me, be like, nope. You know that would not end well. <laughs> I would not end. I'd be like, nope, 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 nope. Right. So yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, if you would like, you can head on over to Instagram or YouTube and search for us at the Paranormal Lovers. You can send us an email at the Paranormal Lovers at yahoo.com. Let us know what you think about them spooky li- spooky lights. Yeah, let us know what you think about the spooky lights. Shoot us an email. Have you seen any spooky lights that you I'd just I'd love to see sure some of? spooky lights. You know what? Doing the research for this episode, there was one time, and it wasn't with you. I mm-hmm. was... I feel like I may have been a teenager, or maybe like early 20s. I had went with some friends up the balsam entrance mm-hmm. for the parkway yeah and we saw a light on the mountain Mm -hmm. and i still don't know what it was to this day right like and i remember them telling me that it was like a ghost light of some kind sure but it just looked like a lantern Mm -hmm. like because if you know enough about lights you can kind of tell the difference between like candle flame a car light or a flashlight Sure. And it looked like a torch. Like, you know how people used to wrap a stick, douse it in fluid? Yeah, yeah, And then light it? That's what it looked like. It looked like somebody walking on the side of the mountain with a torch. Sure. But, I don't know. Crazy. I don't know, Bill. I don't know. All right, guys. We appreciate you joining us for this week's episode. Yep. And Thanks, we guys. will see you guys next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.